podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Get all the latest football headlines and bite-sized opinion in the brand new Whistleblowers Daily Podcast. Join Mark Smith, Martin Gritton and a conveyor belt of guests as they dissect all the biggest stories in one small, perfectly formed package. Take five to ten minutes out of your day to stay up to date with everything that matters in football. Whether it's a big result from the night before, a new excuse from Jurgen Klopp, a shocker of a VAR decision or a new chapter in the ongoing Man United soap opera, we will cover it. All the latest news every weekday lunchtime on the Whistleblowers Daily Podcast. Look for the Whistleblowers wherever you get your podcasts. Well, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, etc. It's Theo Delaney here, actually talking to you, not unusually, not from my normal North London base, but I'm actually in France on me holidays and enjoying it and enjoying it all the more because of recent events on the football field. But I have three esteemed guests to help me here uh, from various points of the compass. Simon Day is back. Hello, Simon. Hello there. How are you? I'm very good. Good to see you, mate. Jar Wobble is also back. How are you, Jar? I'm good, Theo. I'm good. Great but even to... if I wasn't, I would yeah. let you know. You just say <laughs> you just say fine, thanks. I've, I've cover up my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're very much in favour of that. Yeah. We're yeah, very much yeah. in favour of that on the Spurs show. Old fashioned uh, concealment of feelings. Jake, how are you? Jake Richards is here. Yeah, good, Theo. Very well, thank you. Good to see you, mate. Now. Well, what have we got to talk with? This is such an exciting time for Tottenham Hotspur. Our form is great. We're going to talk about the Champions League draw. We're going to talk about the Wistam game uh, coming up there. Cup final, always big, big game for the old Cockneys. But I think, you know, chronology dictates that the first thing we should probably talk about is yesterday's victory at Nottingham Forest which I watched here on uh, on my laptop. And I must say, I purse, for me, I thought it was a great away performance and victory. But there, there, there's been a lot of sort of various, various uh, reviews across social media. How, what did you make of it, Simon? Um, I've only seen bits of it as I was returning from Greece on my family holiday. And when I, I came home and turned on my television set and looked at the vast array, array of football matches that have been recorded um Tottenham wasn't on it oh, <laughs> I, had no. of, I had a lot of league one games so I had a oh, lot of uh, no. match of the days and stuff like that so I, I eventually I saw it I thought it was I thought it was brilliant I thought it was um you know Conte he's he's just about results isn't he he's so exactly it's about results he's down yeah. the line hard working results and we'll build on that I don't he probably doesn't care you look across 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 the the, you know, London to Highbury, we see this joy and freedom and new dawns and rainbows and all that, which will obviously all disappear at some point. Yeah. But, but he's just he's, he's got that weird doggedness that Tottenham aren't really famous for. Um, and he seems to have instilled it in the, in the, um, in the team, you know. And um, obviously Kane's back to, to, to where, he, where he was before he decided he might move. Um, yeah, I, I, it's a strange position to be in because you're so quietly confident, which is as yeah, weird as, as a absolutely. Uh, what do you what do you make of it, Jar? You saw a bit of it. 
Well, no, the boy was in the back. I've got one of them 5G routers. They're fantastic. Highly recommend them. Oh, right. Okay. Um, for for okay. 90% of the time. So you bowl about, you've got your wife, only about 30, 40 quid a, a month. Anyway, I'm, I'm not advertising anyone, but they're quite handy. But he was watching <laughs> it on the iPad, my younger boy in the back. And um, and he, so he was keeping me up this so I could hear the commentary. And then by the time we got to the festival in deepest Cumbria, even a 5G couldn't connect. So we had nothing, mate, no text. It was, it was even worse than South Wales. So <laughs> I had to get a mate in America to send me the goals. Oh. And so he filmed the goals on his telly and right. was, fil- was sending me stuff. And we, we were desperate, me and me boys, because they're both big Spurs fans. Anyway, I come back last night, poured all over the highlights, this, that, and the other. And, yeah, it was... Oh, I've just look before this. I've just been talking to a very good mate of mine, a big Spurs fan, for the last hour about this. That we were not playing well, but as he's only lost one game since March, which is actually league winning kind of form. You know, yeah. as Simon said, it's all the, it gets the results, but it's not. You can't play that. You can't keep starting games that poorly. You know, we we were very poor against Chelsea. On the downside, it worries me. We look tactically inept. That bothers me, you know. Um, but I do have faith in Conte. Um, uh, yeah. You know, so we've got, we, 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 we're unbeaten. It's one of our best ever starts to a league season. But it's been slightly streaky, you have to say. Slightly Jake, streaky. Jake, yeah. tell me you saw the game. Yeah, I'm the only one who actually watched the game. I uh, saw it. I <laughs> saw it. But, but uh, what did you make of it then? Look, I think it's a really good result. I think not Nottingham Forest away is going to be a tough game for a lot of teams. So yeah. I think it's a good result. And I agree with what everyone said about Conte. I mean, the results speak for themselves. I think we've lost one in 16. We haven't lost away from home since March. But, and it is quite a big but, um, to have so little possession against a team that have only just come up, to give them that many openings they didn't have so many clear cut chances but they had a lot of the ball in and around our penalty box Uh, 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 it reminded me a bit and I say this very very hesitantly but it reminded me a bit of early Mourinho at Tottenham where we were winning games but it it didn't feel sustainable because you were giving the team so much of the ball in good areas but saying that we've got better players than then you know um, we've got our squad is now seriously good and Richarlison coming on basically won us the game and got off that second goal and that was that Um, but I was not there was not a moment during that whole game until the final five minutes and the showboating, which maybe we'll come on to. Yeah. Uh, where I was enjoying it. You know, I was on the edge of my sofa, nervous. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's life as a Tottenham fan. But yeah, I, I, I don't, I can't, it's, it, it's not the performance of a team that's going to go and win the league. Now, I know maybe that's too, aiming too high anyway, but I, I'm a bit wary of sort of getting too excited. Well, I I am a glass half full man, and often accused of of seeing it too, seeing it with rose tinted glasses. But I don't agree. I think it is the performance of a team that wins the league, because I think I watched the first half with an, from America. I got the American coverage, and Robbie Earl is a great pundit. He does the American. He's, he's kicked it in. <laughs> he said, he said at halftime. Tottenham, Conte, they're loving this. He said, because the best team in the whole of the Premier League without the ball is Tottenham. They, they're the team that love not having the ball. That 3-4-3 settles nicely into a 5-4-1. Two lines, a five and a four, deep. 
you know, they talk about getting in between the lines. There is no in between the lines against Tottenham. There's just a solid, they're all highly motivated. They're all completely organised. And then they just play on the break. And then I watched the English coverage in the second half and Jamie Carragher said, this is a strange game because in the middle of the park, middle third of the park, Forest have dominated it. They've been the best team by miles. But in both boxes, Spurs have been way better. And when you think about it, Conti is a total pragmatist. Like you said, Simon, he couldn't give a monkey's about whether anyone thinks he's entertaining, about whether anyone even thinks they've played well. well the, the, only thing, the only thing there, Theo, excuse me interrupting, that's all in a good yesterday. Against the top teams like Chelsea, yeah, yeah. We, that's another story. We weren't comfortable. No, exactly. Against Chelsea. But we still that, got the, we still got a result. Me. We did get a result. We still yeah, got it, and but, which is a big deal. But it, but, but I, I, my, my big fear with Tottenham is sometimes tactically we we're not astute enough. I think there has to be games you do compete in midfield. That, there has yeah. to be times when you do you come forward and you have to take the initiative. Ga- um, game so management, as they call it. There are concerns there, but hey, look, overall, I'm very happy. I'm happy, and I trust Conte. So you know, but any any. Any smart person would have some, Spurs fan would have some concerns. I agree. And just just to add on that, I mean, I trust Conte 100%. So this is me definitely not slagging off Conte. And I don't think he's happy. You know, I think he, he he's happy. I don't think he's ever happy. And that's how no, it should be. Quite. And, and I think we'll improve. But I think it's a case of we do need to improve. We can't just keep playing like this and hope to get, uh, hope to get where we want. And I think actually... I saw today Benton Kerr's out for West Ham. And I think Basuma coming in, he might just be able to keep the ball a bit better. Right. Um, so that might be interesting. But yeah, I, I'm pro Conte still. I want to make that very, very clear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny though, but there is a, there is a, a, a lot of um, less than positive sentiment in, in, amongst Spurs fans. And we've won three and drawn one. And... Yeah, but, but, but that's because, you know... <laughs> When they were, it's like if you say we lose two games on the trot, which is quite easy, it's a 3 1, 2 1. How does he change it? This is what, what you know, yeah, he doesn't have two or three ball no. playing players. I just, he just, you know, they, they need, you know, since Modric is gone, they still haven't got a ball playing midfielder, you know, that, that would just keep the ball and keep it simple. Yeah, it is, uh, as Joel was saying, it's all a bit like. You know, they're playing on the edge of everything. Uh, you know, this, uh, you, you, to be comfortable, you would like them to be able to go, OK, we'll just relax a bit here, you know. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I would say about the, the one slight worry, which I've never really understood about Conti, because Conti, more than any other manager, has one system that he is synonymous with and he never deviates from it. That's how he won the league with Chelsea. That's how he won the league with Juventus. how he won the league with Inter. You know, that formation that we're witnessing and that way of playing... That's it. So what I don't understand is if he's been doing this for like 10 years and winning leagues, how come no one's found him out and sussed him out? I mean, and and like you say, if it's not working, is there a plan B? I mean, he has attended. He, he doesn't mind taking off a defender and going four at the back if we're after a goal and sticking on another striker. So he's not completely rigid in that respect. But um, yeah, I mean, it is interesting that, that he doesn't... I, I mean, people are... Everybody's saying what you what you what uh what you know what's been said here about we've been saying it for ages about oh we've got to get a, a really good playmaker in the midfield, someone who's going to dictate the play, a number 10 or 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 maybe a deep more deep lying, but someone who can put his foot on the ball, see the big picture, stroke it about, keep it, be a metronome, all of those things. 
But if you look at his teams, they never have one of them. He's not interested. No. It's just not his thing. So, well, I tell you, the other night I saw Saturday <clears throat> before I drove to Cambridge, I saw the United game, and I was looking at Ericsson on there. And yeah. look, never go back and all that. No, but no, yeah. I was looking at those lovely angled balls he was putting into the, you know, from yeah. yeah. You know, where you didn't, United didn't need to get behind Southampton, you know, because he was just firing in balls in with such accuracy. It's as if they had got behind, you know, he was putting it in through that door, the corridor of uncertainty. And you think, God, wouldn't it be great to have that option at Tottenham, you know, on exactly another option, just another option and just go three, five, two. But he's, he's, Obviously, doesn't want a number ten in there. Although he did have Ericsson in it uh, in Milan, I don't think it was a marriage made in heaven. I don't. No, know it took that, ages but, you know, for for him to get in the team. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. He's not, not going to go for tens. He's not even going to go for another backup number nine. He's it look it, it looks very much like if we get a marquee signing, and I suspect we will do it. Be another wide striker. It looks like. Well, it, it looks like he's going for. There's a story in the Telegraph tonight from Jason Burt, who is a very uh, reputable source, and he, like you, Simon and Joe, he's done my. Say Saha, say Saha, please say no, Saha. No, it's Carrasco from Atletico Madrid, who is a you know a pretty serious, proper good player, okay. and he can play either side, either as a wing back or a winger. So he would be. Oh. He would be it's interesting, though, isn't it? It's like if if Conte's offered someone who is that brilliant number ten role and at a good price, he just goes no. I'm st-, you know, it's quite yeah. interesting because most, yeah. most people go, "Oh, if I can get him for that, I'll buy." Yeah. Not not like Man United now, we're basically Harlem Globetrotters. They're literally buying anyone. Just keep them there. Maybe they'll come useful at some point. But you know, <laughs> it's just that belief, isn't it, in his system? Yes, yeah, exactly. it's quite interesting. It's just exactly. complete belief in the system. But I, I mean, by all accounts, they could have had uh, Ericsson, or they, they, you know, he was. That's it was right. A possibility. Yeah, yeah, he said, yeah, "No, I don't. Yeah. I don't like players yeah. like that. I like players who run a lot." And but having said that, I don't think Spurs are boring to watch. I mean, when they attack, they can be incredible, can't they? Some some of the no, we were we were all we were all purring towards the end of last season. I mean, those games against Newcastle mm. when they were resurgent by then as well would be fair, and they took the lead and we smashed. Yeah. Them, yeah. Everton, you know, we, we there were some great performances that were really quite exuberant, almost, you know. But with Conte, I've watched a couple of his coaching things on his coaching and comments he's made on his coaching, and it's all about as it always is with any system: the spaces between the players, and when you yeah. haven't got the ball, you're very compact and you yeah. become like a curled spring, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't matter that you only have the two central players because exactly. everybody tucks in and all that, and it all gets completely. Um, the, the midfield becomes bolstered. And we've seen that a lot in second halves, haven't we, where we've been outplayed in the first half. Yeah. yeah. Looks a bit yeah. porous. Second yeah. half, you can't exactly see what they've done, but you, they're definitely looking more compact. Yeah. He has this thing about um, only ever 35 yards between Dyer and Kane. Right. I saw, you know. Right. So, so they, move up this, as, they move up as a kind of slab, don't they? It's a sl- moving it, slab. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and it yeah. really bloody works. That's the thing. I mean, they they can see so few chances. You look at that game. Forest had all that possession. They looked like they were playing all the football. How many chances did they make? Yeah. Two, well, three. The only one they had seventeen shots on target. Uh, seventeen shots, only yeah. one on target. Yeah, but exactly. it worries me that you're letting a team have seventeen yeah. shots uh, because 
uh, uh, you're going to have games where you get a deflection. Where they happen to go in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. having said that, yet again, if we go a goal down against Forest, I'm expecting us to come back and, and yeah. go on to win. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I have bought in, I do like Conte. And yeah. the, the other thing with Italians, how often have we seen Italy start tournaments very slowly? Everybody's yeah. very disappointed. They're bums. Yeah. They're, gonna, they're on their way home. Yeah. They go yeah. on a bloody win it. They suddenly exactly. come alive. And I think exactly. he knows all about winning. And yeah. I think he's very, re- I don't think he said anything that isn't realistic the last few games. So, you know, yeah. it's, I'm, I'm back at it. But, you know, these are, I think we're we're quite entitled to be concerned when we're we're not only playing with a low block, but we're not able to clear our lines properly. We're we're you know we're giving the ball away too much, and against you're quite right. I think to feel concerned as we were against Chelsea, it was very concerning to give the ball away so cheaply, time and time again. In our last third, in our third last third. I suppose the answer to that problem would be he's he's never going to change his system and the system is good and it works. I wonder if it's a case of getting better technical players in those two midfield. But but Bentancur is pretty good at keeping the ball. I think Hoybier is one of those players that he does, his industry and his effort and his commitment is absolutely brilliant. But some people disagree with this, but I think his passing and his touch is sometimes not quite good enough and like i, I think basuma yeah i'm really keen to see Basuma. i think basuma might a lot be of people best. want to see basuma yeah so if that's right if um benton Kerr is unfit on wednesday which we'll talk about in a minute uh that might be an opportunity because he looks like a really really class act but before we talk about that west ham's cup final and uh other matters <laughs> let's have a quick break And we are back from the break. Now, before we carry on, I just want to uh, make you aware of one or two things. Here's uh, here's an interesting thing. Do you fancy an intimate dinner with Martin Chivers? Never thought you'd be asked that, did you? On Friday, September the 16th at the Hartford Club in Hartford, you can join Big Chiv and Spurs show co-host and producer Mike Lee for a slap-up dinner and drinks. There's a Q&A with Chivers. And it's uh, there'll only be thirty people there, so it is a really properly, uh, you know, intimate occasion. Intimate, intimate is the word we're using. Uh, it's in the historic members' club in Hartford. You can get tickets for that at billetto.co.uk, or you can click the link in the pod description. I reckon that'll be good. We had uh, we had big chip. Uh, we had a dinner at the Groucho Club after the last. Uh, he's excellent company, Chippers, and when it's a small number of people like that, you really get the stories and everything. And, it's great. Now, I should also remind you that for premium content, including a daily news show, ex-player interviews, and original documentary series on Spurs, go to patreon.com forward slash Spurs show, supporting the show in the process. Uh, our monthly London live shows return next month. Sign up and join us for that at season.spursshow.net. Our first guest is Razor Ruddock, the oh, wow. big man. Yes. Oh, wow. Is exactly right, Jake. Hello, I Mr. know Razor. I know Razor quite well. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. How come? Uh, <laughs> I've done some work for him. So okay. Say no more. Yeah. You are a, ba- a barrister, so we're going to leave right. it there. I think we should. But leave I there. also know him because I used to make a show with him, a, a sort of mo- made-for-mobile sort of TV show called um, Soccer Addicts, like about fifteen yeah. years ago. 
He was always good value when he turned up. He's a character. Yes, he certainly is. Follow Sorry us about that. That's all right. No problem. Simon, just listeners, you may be wondering what Simon's apologising for. He disappeared, but he's back. Yeah, Follow I said to my wife, do not contact between six and seven as I'm doing a yeah. show. She went, okay. No, that's fine. Let's <laughs> start flying in. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please leave us a nice review uh, on iTunes. That really helps. Next week's guests, by the way, are Kimberly Chambers, Ali Speechley, and Jay Pushkin. Now, gentlemen, before we talk about West Ham's Cup final, why don't we talk about the Champions League draw? We've got, they're calling it the group of life. We've got Eintracht, <laughs> Eintracht Frankfurt, uh, who were, before the draw was made, that was the one that everyone wanted, apparently. Uh, and then we've also got Sporting Lisbon and Marseille. Uh, I'll be in Marseille a couple of, couple of days' time, as it happens, watching the West Ham game. Now, how, how good, are, how, how pleased are you with that, Georgia? Oh, you couldn't have better, could you, I don't think. So uh, he's really good and um, all about getting through to the knockout stages. So, you know, my own, uh, another concern is Conti hasn't got a great record, has he, apparently, with um, with European football, I believe. No, no. But maybe, maybe that's the time to change now. We've got a nice, what should be, comparatively speaking, a cushy group. Yeah. Um, but of course, it won't be a, it won't be a pushover, but hopefully... You, you couldn't have asked for more. I, was a st- no. I saw a lot of Spurs fans complaining. But it's it usual. exciting enough. <laughs> which is like, I'll scroll <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I always think of Conti as a man, it seems to me like he's a man hell-bent on winning league titles and he finds cup competitions a really irritating dis- distraction, even when it's the Champions League. But as you say, this is a reasonably straightforward... I mean, I'm looking at these league tables. Antrak Frankfurt have had a very average start. They've won one, drawn two and lost one. Sporting Lisbon have had a similarly unimpressive start. Marseille are doing quite well in France. Uh, but yeah, I don't think they—they they don't seem. That is, is it strict. sporting Lisbon that Ronaldo might go back to? There has been it has been uh, rumored because that um, one of the teams yeah, he might go to. Yeah, was the little Welsh fella today? Uh, he said on the talk sport, you know, they should the owner should just give him a check to go away. Who is that? Who is that? Dean Saunders. Who's the little Welsh fella? Is it Dean Saunders? Dean Saunders, yeah. Ah, good. I, that was a brilliant impression. I could. I, I pictured him instantly. I thought I like it was decent. Yeah. yeah. I like, like Tuxport because it has lots of sort of flawed old men on there. The bank, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, we could, yeah, we, yeah, it's the last bastion of flawed old men. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I would identify with that. Yeah, me too. I said, don't knock it, Tom. He said, it's old white men saying stupid things. Yes. Jake, can you see us having any trouble with that group? No, look, we should qualify. Um, and also some great away days. I mean, Marseille yes. is a great city. It's one of it the is. best stadiums I've ever been to. Yeah. Uh, Lisbon will be fun. Yeah. Frankfurt, maybe less so, but, you know, German beer is always good. So, um, yeah, hopefully that will be really fun. I don't, I think um, Frankfurt's the best we could have got from that pot. Yeah. Marseille and Lisbon are actually quite tough from those pots. So, right. Should I think, um, you know, we should get through, but it's not all plain sailing. Not a given. Uh, we need to win our home games because away at Marseille will be really difficult. The crowd there and that stadium. The Velodrome. Yeah. And I think that's right towards the end. So we've got them at home, obviously, next week. 
Right. Um, and so we just need to win our home games. We should be all right. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting, isn't it? I mean, the Velodrome, I've been, I've seen uh, England play in the Velodrome. In the oh, World yeah, Cup. I saw them play Russia there when Dyer scored. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, That's really re- do you know what we've got in common then? Because you saw that really kicked off, didn't it? There was a massive riot. And I saw him play Tunisia there in 1998. And it also kicked off and there was a massive riot. So Marseille is that type of city, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it great is. Great city, great night out, but it always Volatile. about to blow up. Yeah. Uh, actually, of course. But yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a great city, a good night out. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's exciting and it's so brilliant to be back in the Champions League as well, even if, even if Conte would prefer we weren't. So uh, I'm looking forward to that enormously now we can't put it off any longer let's uh, I was only teasing the old West Ham fans because that's what they've tuned in for they want to talk about their cup final it the thing about going to West Ham however piss poor they've been playing and they really have they finally got a result of the weekend but before that I think they'd lost three on the bounce um the thing is as we all know they play like West Ham until they play Tottenham and then they play like Real Madrid don't they well, but perhaps not that, but they certainly raise their game. Does that worry you, Simon? Um, no, not particularly. It doesn't worry me. I'm, you know, I think he's struggling a bit there, Moyes. He's, he's just bought the bloke from Leon, isn't he? Yeah, uh, who's? A, I think he's a good player, but I don't know. Yeah, if he's a good. He's a good player. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's interesting that whole thing of derbies, isn't it? That one team thinks it's more of a derby than the other team. I always find that quite interesting. I've never I've never thought of it like that, but they do. They really want to really yeah. want to win, don't they, when they yeah. play Tottenham? Absolutely. I mean it's like unbearable for them to lose at home to Tottenham. But, uh, it does... but I think we're in good shape, you know, and 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 they're not in good shape. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything on the no. day, you know, it's a game of two halves and all that, blah blah. In, in a we'll strange... see. In a strange sort of a way, I'm quite glad they won at the weekend because the, maybe that desperation that Bitter desperation that they often have. If they if they'd not got a great result of the weekend, that would have channeled into our game. What do you think, Joe? Do you think they could cause us problems? Yeah, I do. I mean, if look, this concerns me because we can't keep even the, some of the friendly games before the season started. We're just a little bit lacklustre. We can't afford to go there. Is look, we played Chelsea the other week. We all know Chelsea are going to come out of traps. The one team, you know, Chelsea, same as West Ham, they're going to turn it on for is Tottenham, and we just we, we, we look surprised that they that they're getting stuck into us, you know. So that it concerns me we'll, that we'll be lackadaisical at the beginning of the game. Hopefully, mm. we won't do. If we're not, and we are solid and compact, and players, we should we should win that game. You know, um, West Ham, I know everybody's saying is I've not really seen their games apart from the Forest game. When, to be honest, Forest, as they were yesterday, very spirited. West Ham were the better team, to be fair, and should have got a result there. You know, so they weren't, they didn't look that bad to me. Right. You know? And right. and it looks like it's going to be a very, it looks at the moment, a very topsy-turvy close league, the, the, the English Premier League, which we all love, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it looks very topsy-turvy, very close margins. So, no, I'm a, I'm afraid it will be another horrible, ghastly battle. I would love to think we'd go there and win 4-0. I, I, I grew up in a family of West Ham and Millwall fans. Oh, so yeah, I know. I've got West Ham, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah you know. So, so, you know, but um, I'd like to think we could go and stroll a bit. It'll be another bitter, horrible battle. Yeah, there'll be a couple of suit don't want a slow start again, you know. Sorry, Simon. Go on, mate. They cut the suit check elbows, won't they? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll be a game for sharp elbows. But uh, Jake, where do you see the key battles in that one? Well, I think our front three have to perform and score when we've got the ball. Uh, I don't think we'll have a lot of the ball if um, Sunday's anything to go by. Um, and I think West Ham will be on the front foot, very aggressive. I actually, after all the negativity from my end, I actually think we'll win, um, and I think we'll win quite well because I think. My criticism at the beginning is basically, I think there's room for us to get even better. Um, I think Basuma playing on Wednesday will be really eager to prove a point. Yeah. You never know, Richarlison might start and he's been brilliant. And if he doesn't, he can come on and change the game. Yeah. Um, I just think that competition in our squad on the turnaround from Sunday to Wednesday will be really important. I also think West Ham are looking a bit stale. He's brought in all these new players who I think are good players. You know, the, the Italian guy up front, Scamacca, yeah. uh, this this guy from Lyon, clearly good players, but is Moyes going to fit them in straight away? He doesn't strike me as that sort of manager who'll be able to get it going straight away. Um, mm. I think that's, how's that going to affect the squad? That West Ham team have been, has pretty much been the same for about three or four years. And now he's bringing all these new players I just wonder how the old guard feel about it. Um, so I've got a good feeling about it. I think we'll get three points um, and I think we'll um, we'll win. Uh, I, I hope he sticks with Son as well, actually, because... Um, well, I was going to say, it's interesting you say Richarlison might start, but if he does start, who does who doesn't start? Well, it would have to be for Son, right? Because yeah. I mean, you're not going to drop Kudaszewski and of course you're not going to drop Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I, I, I think... Son um, and that pace in behind against West Ham, who I think will, as I say, will push up and be aggressive, could be quite important. And mm. actually having Richarlison to come on is so powerful. I mean, if you think against Chelsea, I think he changed yeah. the game. Yeah. And then again, yes, uh, yeah, yesterday, feels like a long time ago, but yeah, the Forest game. Yeah. Um, he came on and, and took it away from them. Yeah. Uh, so to have him to come on at 60, 70 is just... Yeah, it's a great, great, so great off the bench. Jar, you've played, you played a lot of football. I know that. And I know that you you still play football. Where do well, you... Well, I've got, I've got a double hairline. I've got two hairline fractures of the pelvis and a torn abductor. So I'm not going to be playing for a good while. Jar, run it off, mate. Run it off. <laughs> well, I, I, ran it off I, I, I ran it off in Holland a few weeks and I got a hat trick. I actually turned out with it. I was in agony. And oh, uh, no. yeah, I've got a hat trick in old man's oh, football. Well, that was the last. Oh. That was the last time I, oh, bloody I played. You, but, yeah, I do I, know you played a lot of football. Where do you stand on this heated debate that has come about because of Richarlison? So supposedly, right? Shoot. I'll tell you. Yeah, I've got. I ain't gonna put my cards. I do love a shit house when it's our shit house. Yeah. I love yes. it. Yes. And what, what that did? What I loved the fact it caused a big furor on the pitch, a big yeah. furor afterwards, but on the pitch. Rather than just the bog standard, shield the ball, take it to the corner flag, get hacked down, and the game's moving on 20 seconds later, it yeah. caused a great big scene. Forest players got mugged off, ended up falling on top of him, making it worse and all that. Job done. Yeah, Job yeah. done. Yeah. Two yeah. minutes eaten up. That's why yeah. he did it. He and is. I he, love that. He really it's is at all. It's, it's dark arts and it's game yeah. management of a sort, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, and the great thing about him, he can do that, but people seem to immediately say that's all he's about. But what about that cross, Simon? Did you see it? The outside yeah, of his yeah. foot for Kane's goal. I mean, outside I, I, of his foot. I think he likes being a sub as well, I think, because it then becomes all about him. Yeah. Um, who knows? But, yeah, I think it's an excellent, uh, whatever you want to call it, that that word. You know, <laughs> when, the, when, when the, the women's team... 
won the Euros. They, yeah. It was a complete performance. And they, they ended up in something like 14 minutes of keeping yeah. the ball down the touchdown, which I thought yeah. was so brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, he's, he's obviously a good player, and a really good player. And apparently Conte, he was the one he really wanted, someone told me. He really, really yeah. rates him. So yeah. he made, well, he obviously loves- sees things. Yeah. Those top managers, they see players and think I can change him make him more like this or, or I could bring the best out of him so you wouldn't think he would be a Conte style player would you apart from his, from his commitment you know yeah yeah no you're right he, he, he loves him I think yeah he does Listen, um, before we, there'll be another show later in the week where we talk about the Fulham game. But before we, um, before we wrap this up, I wanted to ask you guys. I know you're on tour, not you, Jake. You're not on tour. You may be on strike. I don't know. You're on strike. No, I, that's my criminal colleagues, not not me. No. Okay, good. Okay. Solidarity with them. Your criminal colleagues. We've all got them. Yeah. Simon, Simon, <laughs> tell, us about, yes. tell us, tell us about your tour. Well, uh, I'm starting my tour in Crawley. I think on the 15th of September. Yeah, and then I'm appearing in Brighton, Guernsey, uh, all, all, over, the all place, over the country, you know. right? And as, if I'm right, if I'm right, tickets are available at SimonDayComedian.com. They're right available at SimonDayComedian.com, and you're, uh, and you're playing you now. Check online. The... You know, uh, yeah, I've did an interview with Gary Bushel. Oh yeah, is he for um, the Express, which has been the highlight of my career. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I'm also doing Radio 4. So wow. I've got those two twin polies. If, if, if I can't get bases. people coming off those two yeah. things, you know, then I'm never going to get an audience. No, no. Well, that's uh, so that's, so, as I say, go to simondaycomedian.com for that. And Jar, you're also on tour this autumn. Tell us about that. Yeah, I've been coming out uh, uh, next Thursday, Northampton. Yeah, we're very busy. Um, yeah, with, this is it, doing a lot of the in-between places. We toured the start of the year. And this year, I'm taking a chance on this, doing all the in-betweeny places. People say, why don't you ever come to Leap? Well, we yeah. are. Why don't you ever come to Dill? Well, we are. So we're doing all the shot and all these places. We're doing a couple of the major cities, but we're not doing, um, like, London or, or, you know. I thought you were doing the Jazz Cafe. That's next That's next year. Oh, I beg your pardon. So, yeah, so if you go to com or any of the ticket agencies, you can, you can get tickets. I'm doing so Oh, are you? It's, I've been, I've been, it's a nice, lovely fishing ships there and all that. It's a nice little yeah. town, isn't it? I, no, I but like, my, I like, like the coast. I don't sell things particularly fast or well. And the deal sold out immediately because I think a lot yeah. of people are That's right. moving it's out, nice. aren't they? Yeah, first one, first one to sell out on this tour. That I, was, see, I see yeah. you're doing, you're doing uh, Stone Market on Friday. Is that right? That's right, yeah, doing stuff. So all the places you'd... Yeah, you'd that's look, where you'd my, my in-laws live. Yeah. Oh, right, nice. okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell them. Yeah, tell well, them gent- yeah. I will. So, gentlemen, before we wrap this one up, I will be inviting you back later in the week for the Fulham for the Fulham uh, preview. But I need a score prediction from you all. So, Jake, how do you see the West Ham game? Uh, two 0 Spurs. Simon, uh, I'll go two one Spurs. Jar? I'll go two one two one Tottenham. All right, I'm going to go one nil. Grim, grim but satisfying. Yeah. All right, lads. I'll see you. I'll see you later in the week. For now, Jake Richards, Simon Day, Jar Wobble. Thank you ever so much. This is Theo Delaney signing off, saying, "Give you stairs." If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.